Hello everybody and welcome back to the Big Dog Podcast. Uh, this is podcast number four. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening and thank you so much for listening to the previous Big Dog Podcasts. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about marketing. So you have me, uh, I am Luke, I'm marketing manager at Big Dog and I wanted to just run you through some of the things that we we do at Big Dog and also some hints and tips on how to improve your marketing or look at kind of exploring marketing in your organization or small business or even from a personal brand perspective. So to give you a little bit of background around me, I joined Big Dog about six months ago. I come from a marketing and PR background I actually went viral in 2014 for a blog that I wrote and learned an awful lot of stuff about social media and PR and marketing and how you go about getting traffic and driving engagement, both online and offline marketing. So here at Big Doug, we do various different things, um, both online and offline marketing. From an offline perspective, we do catalogs, we do direct mail, we do out of home, which is classed as billboards and kind of more guerrilla kind of style marketing. So um, that kind of billboard and, and out of home experience where you would see out and about. Then we also do social media, we do video content, we do podcasts now, uh, and then we also have a really strong presence, which Ryan, um, he will be joining us in a few weeks' time, will be talking about um, CPC on Google. So how to acquire clicks and drive traffic through paid search via Google and Bing. For us in our marketing department, and for me specifically, it's about a two-prong attack. One is about generating sales, obviously, and generating an ROI. And the second is about brand exposure. So if we talk about direct ROI, there are many ways in which you can achieve this. Uh, you can do specific targeted campaigns, say with newspapers and putting code so you can track phone numbers and people uplifting by sales so you can track a specific code that's been quoted. That's not always as accurate as, as it could be. Not everybody will quote the codes, um, so you just have to be mindful of if you're going to be going down that type of route of marketing that it's not always going to be 100% accurate on reporting. Uh, you can do online, if you have an online shop, you can do online promotions and discounts. Um, again, if people decide to put the discount code in, that then applies to email too. Uh, that's quite, uh, quite a lot easier to track an ROI uh, because obviously you can click, you can track click-through rates, you can track conversion rates. If you use the right email provider, um, it should display all of that for you. Um, but email marketing is a really powerful tool. We we do a lot of email marketing here at Big Doug, and I have previously done quite a lot of email marketing in, in previous roles. So it can be quite important um, to drive sales, uh, keep engaged, but just remember not to overdo it on email. You don't want to spam people's inboxes, especially since the whole GDPR thing came in a few years ago. People are very conscious of being bombarded by email. Um, um, so you just have to make sure that what you're sending out is relevant. It's relevant for you. It's relevant for the customer. It's kind of right time, right place. So having maybe an automated customer journey built in to your email provider is a really good a good idea. And then just making sure that you're not constantly bombarding customers. You're, you're really thinking about what you're sending and it's relevant to that person. So... For example, don't send out a deal for men's shoes, for instance, to your whole database, which is 70% women, um, or for us, making sure that we're not bombarding every people, everybody on our database every day about shelving when we do loads of different products across our range, which isn't just shelving. Um, so it's about being smart and about being targeted. And when it comes to ROI, 
making sure that you are targeted and that you are driving the right marketing content to the right people at the right time and i know it's a, a bit of an old cliche but it really really is important making sure that what you're doing is really relevant to the person you're sending it to and that kind of applies across the whole of whatever you're doing in marketing to making sure that you're you're driving a targeted campaign um, from an roi perspective uh, other than email and and other bits we've talked about out of home um, can be a really great way of uh, talking about and exposing your brand uh, but from an ROI perspective it's not necessarily the easiest to track it's one of those things that will get brand exposure and get your name out there um, and get people recognized it can drive sales don't get me wrong we get sales from our billboards and and we get sales from from all of the out of home activities that we do you know um london underground and and radio but you just have to bear in mind that unless somebody specifically tells you when they've placed an order or they've bought a product oh we saw your billboard and we decided to ring or we decided to go on the website you won't ever really know um you'll know if you have uplift on your traffic on your website or on your social media but you'll never be able to track a definitive 100% sale by sale for for that type of marketing. You've got uh, a thing that kind of has been going around for uh, obviously a very long time, which is direct mail. Um, people still do it and it's still coming back into fashion. Um, GDPR did change it slightly. Um, so the rules are, are, are a little bit different to to B2B mailing than it is to B2C mailing. So business to business than business to customer. Um, but we still we still do it uh, and a lot of companies still do it. You probably get things into your business and, and obviously through your personal letterbox, um, you know, Domino's Pizza and Waitrose and, and, and loads of other brands. It can be a really, really effective way of driving sales and also awareness, but you have to make sure that when you're buying data, that you're segmenting it properly and you're you're doing and sending your direct mail to the right people. So it's not about just buying a random set of data, hoping for the best and sending out a thousand flyers or a million flyers. It's about making sure that you understand who your demographics are, who your customer base are, who are the potential people that will buy from you and where they live and sending them a relevant piece of direct mail, whether that be a single page flyer or a miniature catalog or even promotional merchandise, that you're sending it out to the right person at the right time and the right place. And I know we keep going back to this, but it is really, really important that if you're either sending uh, direct mail out to your current customer base or to brand new consumers um, or businesses, that you're really diving into that data and making sure that you're understanding who it's going to, why it's going to them and what you're sending. And it's something that we spend an awful lot of time and effort on doing here at Big Doug is making sure that we really understand our customer base and also the potential customer base that would buy from us and only sending relevant things to the right people. Now, not everybody is going to enjoy getting direct mail through the door, so you will get people that send them back. Uh, you can work with third-party companies to help cope with with volumes if you're, if you're doing that, or if you've never done direct mail before and you're looking at a way of kind of expanding your reach, expanding your brand image and trying to get more sales. Direct mail can be a really cost-effective way of of driving that. Um, and it, it might even be worth, if you're a small business listening to this, doing a trial piece of a 1,000 businesses and going to a reputable data supplier um, who can help provide third-party data um, and going to a local printer um, and, and getting that done. And then either mailing it out yourself 
or working with a third-party print specialist who could facilitate all of that for you so they can facilitate the print and the sending and the returns um, so when it comes to direct mail I wouldn't rule it out I think it's a great way of reaching brand new people and brand new customers but just be mindful that what you're doing is really targeted and strategic and really data driven so from an offline perspective, um, there's also newspaper adverts, which can be quite expensive. You can do local or national. Um, you've also got radio um, and you've got kind of non-traditional kind of offline pieces that you can do maybe around your premises or you can do um, things around your local community. But just be mindful that when you're doing them, you're taking into consideration what you're doing and who you're doing it for and what you're trying to get out of it. Um, nobody likes to be bombarded. So trying to be smart and clever about how you do it and not be too salesy is is the best approach, in my opinion. And that comes down to what you would expect and what you would want personally. So if you think about what you get through your door or what you see on the TV or what you hear on the radio, we all we, we're all in tune with marketing and we all tend to switch off. I know I myself throw lots of direct mail in the bin, don't necessarily look at billboard adverts if they're a bit boring, switch off when adverts come on the radio. You know, a lot of us watch catch-up TV or, or Netflix now, so don't necessarily see TV adverts. But it's about the ones that are clever and smart and funny and make you think that you remember. And it's normally those ones that don't sell a product or sell a sell something to you it's normally the ones that you go oh god that was cool or you talk about it with your friends or you're down the pub and, and and you talk about it over a drink or over dinner so if you're looking at doing something marketing related which is offline i would definitely and strongly suggest that you do something which captures the imagination of people and has an emotional feeling attached to it and takes sales away from it and to a lot of people that could probably be quite shocking or alien oh well i sell a product i should be promoting the product Yes, you could, or you could do something cool as what you should be in marketing is, you know, coming up with creative ideas to capture the imagination or capture the, the emotion of somebody so they can feel a connection with your brand. And then once they have established that connection and relationship with you, they can then go onto your, your website or go into your store and really have a f personal affiliation with your product. And that, you normally find that when people go, oh my God, I love that brand. They don't necessarily say they love the product. They just say they love the brand. But they love the brand because of what they've seen the brand doing because it it does something with them emotionally. You know, for an example, you could have an organization that are pro-LGBT and they put two men kissing in an advert. For a lot of members of the LGBT community, they would strongly associate with that brand and go they love the brand and they love what they stand for but not necessarily have an affiliation to the product but potentially could go on to buy the product or service because it aligns with their core values and it's the same with diversity um, um, you know promoting um, equal um, equal pay or kind of equal sex in the workplace or however it, it might be um, you know a lot of fashion brands have had a lot of success with uh, plus size models um, and making sure that they're you know not fat shaming um, other people other brands or other people so it's about making sure that as a marketeer you are creating that connection with a person and creating an emotion and an affiliation to your brand before you sell 
the selling can come after, but as soon as you've got somebody hooked into your brand and they and they, they like you as a business, they believe in you as a business, they align with your core values or, or indeed you align with their core values as a customer base, you can then start building up something really special and then the sale comes afterwards. And then that would then translate onto digital media. So digital media and digital marketing is a brand new thing that has exploded over the past few years. And businesses that aren't on social media or online or have a digital presence are missing out. There is there is no two ways of saying it. Making sure that you have an online presence and have a good online presence is very, very important. But I'm going to stress at the start of this, before I talk about having an online presence and what you can do, is if you are going to have one, make sure you do it well. That doesn't mean you download every single social media app, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, and the rest. You make sure that you create accounts on the ones that you're gonna update regularly and create great content for. Don't go downloading every social media under the sun and doing them all badly. Do a couple really well. If you are a business that is very image friendly and you can create some really cool images have instagram if you're quite fun you have a young audience you like video you like being spontaneous tiktok if you want to reach a wider demographic potentially an older demographic but also have a level of engagement get facebook if you want to have a conversation with your customers and be very customer centric and focused and have a lot of rapport get twitter if you absolutely love video get youtube if you're good at a few of those, get a few of those. If you're good at all of them, great, do all of them. But I would strongly stress that pick one or a few and do them really well. Don't do all of them badly. So here at Big Doug, we focus on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and that's it. We have a very small Twitter presence, which is mainly for customer service. But otherwise, we push all of our content through four major platforms, and we don't do anything else. We've obviously now started podcasts on Spotify and we're updating them regularly and doing them once a week. And for us, we're making a commitment to create create that great content. So make sure that when you're committing to doing digital marketing, that you commit to doing something really well and you commit to doing something that you can keep on top of, you can create great content and you can engage a user base and a fan base because otherwise you won't see any success and you won't see any gains and you'll feel like you're backpedaling and you'll you'll ask around and you'll and you'll wonder why is my social media not taking off it's not taking off because quite frankly you're not putting the time and effort into creating the great content so for us over our christmas period when we did our christmas campaign if if you haven't seen it we dressed our building into an advent calendar and did a random act of kindness every single day through december absolutely nothing to do with the fact that we sell shelving and racking but we just wanted to create a bit of christmas spirit we had 250,000 views on our Facebook over a 24-day period. It was colossal. It's more views than the company has ever had in its 15-year history. And it reached that level because we were creating organic, authentic, engaging content that people resonated with and created a feeling. And we were putting it out on one platform and one platform only. So people knew where to go. They knew what they were expecting. They could visually see it. They could engage with it, whether they were laughing, whether they were crying. It was shareable content. And it was something that resonated with people. And as a result, we had a great month. 
people went onto our website, people shopped with us, people talked about us, we were in newspapers, we were all over different forms of social media that people were sharing our content, but it originated from one source. So when it comes to social media, do it well and don't do it all. So pick which one is suitable to you and um, give it a go. But make sure that when you give it a go, you do it really, really well. And I always go back to the same saying that if you're going to look at something on social media when you're at home at nine o'clock in the evening, sat on the sofa, what do you stop and look at and what do you scroll past? If you're creating content that you wouldn't watch or read or view yourself, then nobody else will. If you get excited yourself as a marketeer about the stuff you're putting out, I can guarantee other people will too. And that's about creating great content. So make sure that don't do anything unless you would do it, unless you would watch it or view it or like it or share it yourself. And then I guess we go on to Google and Bing and PPC. Um, these are really interesting. These are hugely, hugely growing channels and can drive a significant amount of revenue to your business. However, they're not cheap. Depending on what sector you you, um, you operate in and what you're selling, um, it can be very competitive and bids and clicks can be very competitive and very costly. Um, and very similarly for social media advertising, you know, for paid social media posts on Facebook and Instagram, etc., and YouTube. However, if you do it well and you put the time and effort into making sure you do it well, you can have huge returns and you can significantly drive an awful lot of inquiries and sales through to your online website um, and on your to your online presence. But you got to make sure that you know what you're doing. It can be a little bit of a minefield if you've never done it. So my best advice, and even us internally, and we're not ashamed to say it, we use Google and we use YouTube videos an awful lot to understand and learn how to do it properly because their algorithms and their methods of working on Google, on Bing, on Facebook, on Instagram change daily. They're always writing new software and they're always updating their system. So making sure that you're on top of what's changing and what's working, what isn't, will, will be your first key player. So if you've never done it before, my advice would be hop onto YouTube and watch a few tutorial videos of how to set up an AdWords account or how to place your first Google advert or how to do Google shopping ads or how to do a Facebook advert. There is hundreds of thousands of pieces of content from some amazing people around the world that will just teach you for free. Don't worry about going and on expensive courses or you know paying for you know seminars go online go on youtube and learn yourself it'll take you a few hours and a few days to go through it but trust me the dividends will pay off if you can do it well you can drive significant volumes of traffic more than you probably have ever seen before organically through to your website and i can guarantee that you will get sales and you will get inquiries and you know it will become part of your core marketing strategy and for us it's our, it is a fundamental core part of our, our business and a, a core part of our strategy. All of the other cool stuff that we do is, is just layers on top of brand. That core fundamental part of, of paid search is you know, a big significant driver of our revenue. Um, and it is for a lot of businesses and a lot of industries. And then everything else we do is just a kind of full circle approach on top. So making sure that people can find us online is the core. And then everything else is helping reinforce that. So Facebook and LinkedIn and billboards and direct mail and newspapers and radio and podcasts and everything else that you see is a brand reinforcer and an ROI enforcer to get people online. We're an online business. We don't have any physical stores. So 
the majority of what we're driving is online. But then if you have a physical store, making sure that you've got a great Google presence, SEO organic, um, which is another part of it, that you've got a great Google My Business search bar, that you come up properly on Google, that you're driving traffic through to your physical store. So making sure you're putting your address, your phone number, and all of the helpful information about your business so that people can find you. And I guarantee you, if you if you, if you imp- imp- imply, well, not imply, but if you, you implement a really strong digital strategy, and you don't necessarily have to spend a fortune, but you spend money wisely, you can significantly transform your business. Absolutely no shadow of a doubt. And I always find it interesting being in marketing when, especially when businesses are going through really tough times, that marketing is cut. It's the first thing to be cut. Marketing budgets are cut. But what most people don't realize is it's the marketing budgets and the marketing teams that are driving a significant amount of traffic or revenue towards that business. We're the ones showing people where we are. You know, you can have the best shop in the world, but it's if it's at the end of the high street or down a country lane that no one knows about, no one's going to come and visit you. And it's exactly the same with the website. You might have the most amazing website with the most amazing product in the world, but if no one can find it and you're not advertising it, then you can't expect to make sales. So marketing for me, and I may be biased, but is a really core part of any business, making sure that one, people know who you are, two, people can find you, and three, people have an emotional connection to you and your brand is really important. And I guess that goes back to making sure that you create and cultivate a brand that people can relate to. So don't always be so co- so corporate. Don't always be something that is unachievable or unattainable. Make sure that you have a brand that people can relate to on a personal level, that you've got people at the end of the phone that can speak to, that they can talk about with their friends and go, oh my God, I love that brand. Because at the end of the day, as we all know, recommendations and personal recommendations are one of the most powerful marketing tools in the world and it's not something you can create people talking about your business and saying oh yeah that guy that you know fixed my sheds amazing you need to get him in will far surpass any type of marketing you can do but to get to that point you need to create a brand or a brand image whether you're a sole trader or there's 400 people in your business or 5,000 that people can relate to, people understand, and people have a connection to. Because at the end of the day, that's what will drive sales, as well as product, you know? You could also have a great product, but then if somebody has a really bad customer service, or you do something on your Facebook page that people don't like. And I'll give you a great example, actually, and it went over the news. I live in Gloucestershire. We're based in Gloucester. There's a firework company in Cheltenham, which is about 20 minutes away. And um, very interestingly, over bonfire night, they, uh, just before Bonfire Night, they put up an advert about a dog um, with earmuffs on and it was a billboard that they put up and it was very insensitive to dogs. If your dog don't like it, don't worry about it. Um, Just lock them in the shed with some earphones on. It went national, that advert, and they actually lost an awful lot of business because they were seen to be very insensitive to animals during the firework period. What they were trying to do was being controversial. That's a 101 of marketing. You can be controversial if you want to. It does get you a lot of traction. But what they didn't realize was the negative backlash from the public of people being ins- of them being insensitive to animals. And because of that, they didn't sell any fireworks. Um, and it was just one billboard and one advert that they thought would drive business because they thought it was funny, in inverted comma marks, I'm doing it with my fingers, um, that actually 
kind of destroyed their business over their busiest period in the year. So you have to be very conscious about when you're doing marketing that you're doing it right and you're doing it in a way that doesn't upset or offend people because, like I said, you could have the most amazing product in the world, but if you upset your customer base or potential customer base, you're never going to sell a product ever. So I hope that's been helpful talking about marketing and the different types of marketing and then also how to kind of engage and implement some of those strategies. Um, if you want to give us a follow on Facebook and on our social channels, it's all at Big Doug. Um, and you can kind of follow along our journey and see how we're basically taking selling shelving and storage products and giving it a bit of personality and showing people that actually what we do as a business and as a brand, Big Doug, is more than the product we sell. Thank you very much for listening. I hope it's been informative and uh, uh, I hope you look forward to the next one.